When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition, waiting for next year's Cavs cast. As always, we are part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. It is Monday, April 24th, and I don't know. This could be a five-minute pod. This could be a an hour and five-minute pod, Joe. I don't know. I don't know how much I even want to talk about this team going on to in New York, losing on Sunday after they got embarrassed on Friday, Sunday, 102-93. Joe, your immediate reaction to Sunday's loss. I don't even want to talk about Friday. Sunday's no, loss. Friday, Friday was like, Friday was just, yeah. Saturday, Sunday might have been even worse. Like, they should have won that game. Like, Saturday, just they were just beating the doors off them. But, um, yeah, it's – I wrote in the in our Discord, like, this is – I don't know what team is out there right now. It's not the team that we watched during the regular season. Like – it's just frustrating to watch. Like we knew heading into the in the playoffs, we knew the bench was going to struggle. Probably um, there's going to be nights where they can't score. Um, but there, it's just the big four is just not a big four right now. It's one and a half given the day. Like yesterday, Mitchell was unbelievably bad. Garland played a good half. Um, J.A. was uh, dominated by Mitchell Robinson, and, and Mobley was in foul trouble. So it, it's just – yeah, I, I don't know what team is out there right now. It's not the team that I root for all, all year. When we went into this series, we were talking about ranking the players and who the best players were in the series, and it was yeah. – you know, in some order, Donovan Mitchell was really a no-brainer number one on everyone's mm-hmm. list. And then you can pick your poison if, if you prefer Brunson, you know, Darius, Mobley. It was kind of somewhere in that order with Randall, you know, filling it out from there. And, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's no doubt Brunson's been by far, far and away the number one best player in the series so far. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, is Josh Hart, like, top three? Like, he is just killing the Cavaliers. Yeah. I would probably put Mitchell Robinson too. Like, like his just his impact has just been crushing to the Cavs. Absolutely crushing. They they can't rebound. <laughs> and they're they're especially the first half yesterday, they were absolutely scared to go down low. Like they just did not want to attempt to even go up against them. It's it's crazy. It's it's just not the team that we watched all year, and I don't know if they can fix it in the last what three games here. But um, man, it's 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 upsetting, man. It, it just sucks. They lost the rebound battle again yesterday, forty-seven yeah. to thirty-three. Gave up seventeen offensive rebounds. Um, Obi Toppin had eight rebounds. Isaiah Hartenstein had eight rebounds. And you look at you look at the Cavs bench. I think Chetty had five, and someone else had one or two. I mean, they're, How about they're Jared just... had four. <laughs> Evan Mobley didn't break ten. It's just, you know, and we talked about Joe and I talked about this a lot on on Discord, but you know the the bigs 
they're getting out muscled. It, it's clear as night and day. But yeah. you know, the one thing you can say for them is, with you know, with the Cavs deciding to blitz uh, Brunson, it just makes everyone scramble. And these Cavs, because they're you know they have such a you know a strength disadvantage against the Knicks when they're scrambling, they just cannot box out and control you know, the rebound. So they're just, you're, we're putting him in a position at this point where, you know, it's, it's this or that for JB. It's either you play Brunson one-on-one and you probably give something up um, or you blitz them and you risk giving New York, you know, what's killed you the last couple games, which is offensive rebound, second chance points. I, I just feel like I'm going kind of crazy watching it happen again and again and again. Yeah. Yesterday was real. I like. I I really agreed with. We talked about it in the in the last pod. Like I thought the blitzing worked in game two, but yeah. it was like a more controlled blitz. Like the one yesterday was just awful. They would blitz like at half court, and obviously if you blitz at half court, like you you pass it away, and you got to you recover all the way down to the uh, down to the basket. Like it's just not it. it I don't know what was going on. Like the, it just didn't seem like they were organized with what they wanted to do in terms of kind of guarding Brunson. Um, for some reason, they went to Garland back to Garland guarding him for I don't know what seventy five percent. It seemed like it seemed like a crazy amount of of uh, possessions they put him on, and um, he just tore him up. And we knew that heading in, like that wasn't a that wasn't a matchup we were gonna do. And I don't know what JB that was. JB struggled in this in this uh, series. I thought yesterday was his worst by far. That was his worst game. He made every sort of wrong call to that could have gone wrong. That made it even worse than than it could have. Yeah, we we still got Ricky Rubio minutes. We got Darius guarding Brunson, and I, I don't know if you know. Knicks have been doing a lot of like guard guard uh, picks, so so maybe they yeah. he assumes he's going to pick off. But you know, I, again, you and I have talked about it a lot too already. Uh, but Levert at the small forward role, you're, you're taking away any kind of production you're getting from the bench by putting Levert in at small forward. You're taking out a Coro, who's really the only guy that's been proven. Levert did a good job on him in game two, but outside mm-hmm. of that. Taking a core out of the starting lineup is the only guy who you can have at least a shot at defending him one-on-one. He's stocky enough, and and he's quick enough to stay in front of Brunson. A couple of quick notes I had on, on game four. Um, that, was the, that was the worst Donovan Mitchell game I think I've ever seen from him in a Cavs jersey. I don't think I, I've yeah. seen a worse game from him. And, you know, it's tough right now. <laughs> They're jamming the paint. Uh, they're yeah. stacking it, but five of eighteen, zero for four from three, six turnovers. Like he's gonna miss shots. The 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 passing yeah. is what I, what I have a problem with. Like his reads were just terrible in game yeah. four. They were, they were brutal. Yeah, like in the pre in the regular season, there were days where he he just didn't have a shot, which is happens to everybody. But like his yeah, his playmaking was just just ne- a huge negative. It wasn't even like non-existent. It was a negative. He I mean, was throwing the ball out of bounds, throwing it out of bounds, throwing it into Evan's legs. It's like Donnie, what are you doing? <laughs> right, right. And like, yeah, that was. I would agree. That was his worst game as a Cavs, and I, I don't think it was relatively close. Like, 
there was there was a game earlier in, in New York. I remember he struggled, but this one was just unbelievably bad. Um, if they got if they got at like average, yeah. <laughs> they win. They win yeah. the game. A, a C minus Donovan game gets you a win. Yeah, it, it just he was absolutely just he was detrimental to the team, and I just did not see that coming. Yeah, Brunson was the best player again. Twenty nine, six and six was uh, five and nine from three. Cavs only made six threes again. Another game another with single problem. digit threes. Twenty six percent more turnovers than the Knicks. Um, Cavs only took nineteen free throws to the Knicks is twenty eight. I mean, that's it's been the difference most games. Rebounds, free throws. Um, that's what's been killing them. Mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to ask you, Joe. Um, we talked about this in the Discord too. We talk probably I talk too much in the Discord. I can't help myself. I'm I'm jacked up when these games are going on. But <laughs> so Darius Garland, who the Cavs absolutely need on the floor at all times. I mean, he needs to play 42 minutes a game at this point. Yeah. He's one of the only shooters on the team, him and Donovan uh, from three point, and he's the only one. So when when Garland is going, the team has a different energy because the guys know they might touch the ball. Like I, you know, yeah. you love Donnie, but most of the time he's shooting to score with Darius. You have to keep your head up. If you're Evan or, or um, Evan or Jared, really anyone on the floor, he, he could give it up to you, but yeah. Darius gets his third foul with six minutes to go in the second quarter. JB sits in the whole rest of the second quarter. Um, that was something I, I kind of had an issue with. It's like, I, yeah, he can stay out of foul trouble for a couple minutes, play a little conservative. We cannot right. lose his shot making uh, and shot creation ability. Just in my opinion, what did you think of right. Jamie Stephen Darius the last six minutes in second quarter? I would agree with that. And especially with a point guard, you can hide them on defense. Like, like there's ways of like bigs, bigs that you can get hunted on bigs. So I can see why you want to bench a, uh, but for like he's your motor man, and and you saw in the in the beginning of the second half, they cut that they cut the deficit out in what five minutes, four minutes or something. Did they come and back was, too quickly? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Like that was the best minutes of the probably the whole series, and uh, not including game two. Like, and it, yeah, it was. I'm really, man, I, I went in the series. I thought JB was a good coach and a guy I can move forward. But it's, it's, this is second guess. I'm really second guessing him now because he's been, he's been bad, like just bad. And it, it's, it's either the rotation, um, the lack of anything, <laughs> any kind of, I don't know why he keeps going to Rubio. I, I understood in game three, it was the first road game for all the young guys. Hey, let's see if this vet can kind of get it going here. It didn't work, and he cut it off in the second half. He, I don't think he's played in the second half. Then you bring him in in game four. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> like That made no sense. And then and then you play Chetty way too much. Like Chetty, play, Chetty is – it's so funny. Like during the season, he would he would be buried sometimes for really head scratching things, and now he's like he's like his favorite player. He puts him out there all the time. Like it's it's so crazy. And then Danny Green barely played in game three or game four. Um, I I, I just don't know. I, I don't I don't know what he was doing, and um, 
it's 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 this whole series is just been a head scratching series. Yeah, you know one one thing that's you talked about the bigs already. Jarrett's having a a, a brutal series. Brutal. Evan is, I mean, he's playing good defensively, but he's not doing really much of anything offensively. And I'll tell you what, Joe, that was. That was very uncharacteristic of him in the second half of game four. He had, what, two or three um, possessions where he gave the Knicks and ones on just like goofy and yeah. one thousand. I mean, he's yeah, so like, talented like, at avoiding contact. Right. Yeah. It, it, like he bit on a, a pump fake. Like, yep. That dude doesn't do that. No, this no. is, see, all the, I'm giving him a pass on everything. I think this is, this seems like his first welcome to the NBA moment. Like, doesn't it? It just feels like, okay. Shit, dude, I got, I got, I got work to do. Yep. But like, I, I I give him a little bit of pass because he's twenty one. This is second season and and first playoffs, and it just seems like he's he's overwhelmed, and that happens. Yeah, I mean, I I personally expect guys like Darius, Donovan, and Jared to pick him up. I mean, they they need to be yeah. the guys that that lead him, and I mean, he's he's basically. I know. Um, I know he's uh, he's pretty banged up right now, but he's a, he's effectively taken out Randall out of the series. I mean, Randall is like unplayable right now. He's not making shots. He's he's not getting past Mobley. So he's doing his his thing on defense. But yeah, he had some uncharacteristic and one fouls that really were just I mean killers. And I know it's it's little things, but you know a couple of different times it's it's just not going after the ball. It's like hey, you gotta. I mean this this was the game. I mean I. Yeah. You and I talked, and the Cavs have the you know have the horses for it, but that's the one you gotta steal to give yourself a shot. You know, winning three games in a row is is a tall task, and based off the physicality, I don't have I don't like their chances of no. uh, of stealing Game Six minimally in, in New York if they can somehow figure out how to get a dub on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's like they have the ability to win all three games. I think. But do I think it's happened? Probably not. Definitely not. Not the way they're playing. Like if they play, if they play like the second half, the in the third quarter of Game Four, yeah, I think they win. I think they win all four, all three games. But we've seen one quarter since Game Two. Yeah. <laughs> like it's been, it's I, I just don't know. I kind of talked about it in the last pod. I don't know what, what what to expect in Game Three, and I. Don't know what to expect in game five. Like, I don't know what team shows up. Yeah. I know it's really simple stuff, but, you know, Robinson in the paint's a problem for the Cavs offense. Got to get him out of there. So, as much Darius and Jarrett high screen and roll, get Robinson out of the paint and go. And they had so much success with that in the third quarter. And then all of a sudden, it's like, where, where, where did that go? What, you know, I, I hate to, I, you can't run the same the same thing over and over and over again, but run counters. In the playoffs, off. in the playoffs, you do. Right. You. you don't. <laughs> right. Like. Right. And that's the crazy thing. Like Evan, Evan has been great in a lot of things. His his pick is picking like is not his best suit. Oh yeah, like, he's not a screen. He's not a screener. Yeah. Yep. And Ja is one of the best screeners in the league. He can really take out a guy and kind of open you up. Yeah. Like the. And and also obviously it takes out Robinson from underneath the basket like it keep, it makes him have to go up to the free throw line. It's a, I just don't know why 
it's just another head scratching move by JB. I don't know what he's kind of watching sometimes. I like things work and then he changes it. Like he, we saw off a of game two that rotation worked and he, we haven't seen it since. Like he's been changing it up with Rubio and putting, um, putting Danny Green in sometimes. Like it's, I don't know what I'm, I'm just at a loss of words, man. It's just crazy. <laughs> No, I, I hear you. We'll we'll transition out. So I, I think we've kind of, you, you know, we've put game four to bed for the most part. Any last nuggets, thoughts, takeaways from game four that you had before we kind of move on and talk about, you know, what we think we need to see for game five? Um, game four. No, it's just if we get that, if we get Mitchell like that, we're, we have no chance of as we all talked about, we, if we get Mitchell playing like that, it's you can go home now. But yeah. uh, we all know that. Yeah, that's basically it. And and Derpy Entertainment would agree. Uh, he says typical Cleveland sports, unless their name is Bob Feller, LeBron James, or Jim Brown. Same old, same old. <laughs> I mean, this. Um, you know, we're very used to taking on Browns losses and having a miserable Sunday. Yeah, I'm. I'm not used to. You know, this team gave you so much positivity and and happiness, good memories the last two years. Um, you know, to play the way they're playing right now is just really disappointing. I don't have a better way to say it than that. It's just really disappointing the yeah. way they've played so far. And you know, I, I think there's three things. There's there's availability, who's on the roster. JB doesn't necessarily have a treasure trove to go to right, right. now. I'm not gonna put that on him. There's player execution, and then we've talked about quite a few decisions JB's made. So I, I'm kind of looking at it as a, as a pillar of of three oh, yeah. different you know pieces here. The pie chart. I don't know how much blame each one gets, but there's certainly more than zero percent on each three of those buckets, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it is not. That's the that's the frustrating part. It's not one thing. Yeah. Like it's obviously not making any kind of trades at the deadline to kind of improve the depth. It's JB's. I don't know what the heck he's doing decision-making in this series. And then it's just the freaking players who are just getting dominated by a, by a less talented team, but who is more physical than them. And that's, right. <laughs> that's how, like, I don't know how you want to divide it up, but it's, there's, there's blame to go around for everybody. Yeah. I, I don't have a, I don't have a, any advanced metrics to back up this statement, but it just feels like, they've they've punched the entire time and it just feels like the calves are retreating like everything is yeah. everything is trying to figure out after they've done something to the cavaliers it's doesn't it doesn't feel like at all other than you know game two where the cavaliers two come is, out. yeah right game two is the first time they made an adjustment yeah. to what they did in game one and then we haven't seen it since <laughs> like we oh. haven't seen it since and um yeah, it's it's frustrating to see, and and um, I I don't I don't know if it can change that quickly, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll put game four to bed. We'll Joe and I'll talk a little bit about game five before then. I uh, want to do a quick uh, word from our sponsor. I'm going to scroll up here so I can read it. We've got a great deal with Underdog Fantasy for first time depositors. Enter in the code WFNY at checkout, and Underdog will match your deposit up to a hundred dollars. Underdog is a great platform. If you are tired of the DFS salary system, there are tons of game types and drafts every night of the week for every sport. Don't forget, use WFNY at checkout to get your first-time deposit matched up to $100. So 
we officially, what do they do in football? They bury the football, some crazy like assistant coach buries the ball in the backyard when they, when there's a <laughs> shit that happened. Joe and I just buried the basketball in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> now, we're, now we're talking about game five. Um, we've, we've shared a couple of things kind of through, through text and discord, but you know, Joe, if you had one or two adjustments, corrections, changes you'd want to see made anything come top of mind to you that hey you know gotta throw anything at the wall at this point what, what's one or two moves you'd make uh, to consider in a must-win game well number one would be Okoro is the starting lineup that's that's number one play Okoro more minutes than Levert I think he's I like he's playing I don't know I don't know the minute distribution but I don't think he's playing the seventh most uh minutes right now like he's I, he, Okoro needs to be in there, and he needs to. I think you brought it up in the Discord. He needs to match Brunson's minutes. Like he needs to be on him. I if it runs him into the ground, it runs him into the ground. But he needs to guard him at any any uh, any play, time in the in the game that Brunson is out there. Um, Brunson doesn't play like crazy minutes, so you can do that, and I, it just. You gotta you gotta put what's best out there, and and Okoro is the best on Brunson, and it's not even close. Like the the stats back it up. Like every time he's out, the, every time he's on him, the it's a good possession for the Cavs. Um, obviously, he's gonna make the tough shots, but you rather see him make the tough shots than have just wide open get to the lane kind of situations where we saw so many times when Chetty and and Karis LeVert and Darius Garland were on there. So. Um, Okoro would be probably my first kind of uh, thing to do. I would limit the Chetty minutes. He's just not been good. I don't. I think he's made like one three last game. It seemed like and like it's not. He's not even producing on offense. Like what? I I understand why he's in the game because he he can, he has that threat of shooting, but he hasn't shot it well. Like Okoro is shooting probably better than him. I would. And if you're if you're a Knicks fan, please, Chetty, shoot, Karis, shoot, Isaac, right. shoot, Ricky, shoot. I mean, all these guys—they're just—they're right. they're cool with with any shot attempt from any of those four guys. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so limit, and then Danny Green should be back in the lineup. Uh, and then don't even try Rubio. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> like we we know, he's just not—he's not healthy. He's not the same Rubio. I it sucks. Because he would be a perfect guy in the series if healthy and and kind of back to his form, but he's not. So uh, Rubio would be gone. Um, and then uh, I would force Darius and Mitchell to shoot seven plus threes, both of them. Like, just shoot them. I don't care if it goes in. You gotta shoot the three, man. Like, I don't. Uh, there's so many times in the in the game where Darius doesn't shoot a three. Darius might be the worst at just not attempting it. Like, dude, you're you're one of the best shooting three uh, three point shooters in the league. Shoot the damn ball, man! <laughs> like, I know you want to make the make the more efficient play down low, but you gotta shoot the damn three. Like, especially when they they keep falling behind early. Like, you gotta make threes to kind of catch up and. That's that would be my big thing, and then Jay just man up. That's all I said. Man up, dude! <laughs> like you're getting destroyed by a very lesser player than you. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, it's been said, Cavs have a bunch of nice, nice guys. Well, they they can't be nice anymore. They, no. they got to push and it's, frankly, it's too late <laughs> in my opinion, but they, they got to, they got to give it their all in game five. And yeah, yeah. I hundred percent agree with, with the coral and we, we've already talked about it, but putting your bigs at even more of a disadvantage by, by blitzing, helping off, off Brunson. The way you solve that is put a core on him and try to, you know, try to have a coral stick with him, try not to switch too much uh, and just battle, have a coral battle. He's got the body for it. He's, he should be fresh enough. He hasn't played a ton of minutes this series. So, I mean, you're, the Cavs are having a hard time scoring, but they're doing that with Karis Levert in the starting lineup the last two games. So how much worse could it possibly be with, Isaac Okoro, who scored nine points last game in 17 minutes. Yeah. I don't know. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like we we keep saying, oh, they're they're only guarding four and five. They're doing that in most of the lineups they're putting out there because because it's either Levert, obviously I think Levert they would have to because he's been shooting well and but other than that, when Chetty's in the lineup, everybody else in the lineup, they don't care. They literally don't care. So you might as well put your best defender out there and and go from there and and that's where the shooting of Darius and Mitchell have to come in. Shoot the damn ball. You got to shoot it. I think we were we were almost at halftime and between the two of them last game there was one three-point attempt with a couple minutes to go in the second. It just yeah. it just can't happen. You have no. to shoot threes. This team yeah. has to shoot threes. <clears throat> Um, and it needs to be Darius and Donnie, to your point. It, it should not be the, the rest of the crew. Darius and Donnie need right. to figure out a way to get, you know, like you said, 12, 14 of those things up. Yeah. You, you know, the one <laughs> Chetty oh, should not be, Chetty should not be overshooting those two. <laughs> like, not, not even close. Yep. Yep. Wild boy Chetty. Um, the, the one thing I had, you, you took a couple of the ones that I think that are evident to all of us, but you, you knocked them out of the park. Um, you know, I think just getting into the action early, I know the, the Knicks have yeah. long defenders and they're battling with Darius and Donnie, but you got to find a way to get separation. I know it's hard. They're bigger than you. They're taller than you. They're more physical. But, you know, when there's so many possessions where the Cavs start with six, seven, eight seconds left, and it's just we, we live through that world with LeBron, but these guys are not LeBron. You're getting a worse quality shot because they don't yeah. have the body LeBron does with that amount of time left. And you just um, – you're not going to get a good shot that way. And I just feel like they're, they continue to get into that problem and let, unless Darius is running that high pick and roll where it's starting nice and early. I mean, there, there are plays where Jarrett's is screening Darius's man. And then Darius passes to Jarrett, like around the free throw line, Jarrett, Jarrett's good enough to pass it out to the corner or to throw it to Mobley in the dunker spot. And it's just getting away from that is just insanity to me. So start your action early, Get Darius in the high pick and roll. I, th- I think it's essential. And like you said, to run it until they figure out how to break it. Run it, run it, run it over and over again. Um, and the only other piece I have is, I mean, because the because the Cavs are are kind of the 
I'll call their bigs are, are a little bit more athletic, you know, physically they're sure, certainly they're smaller, but maybe just try to run a little bit more. I, I don't know. The, the Knicks guys are lumbering. Mitchell Robinson and Hartenstein are not quick guys. Allen and Allen and Mobley, I, I think are a little bit lighter on their feet. So if you can try to run, I know it's tough, but you know, I think running, you know, would free up the Cavaliers a little bit and uh, certainly just starting slow, uh, waiting until there's 10, 12 seconds left is just is just a recipe for disaster um, when you've got three or four guys, you know, crowding the paint for the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely I agree. Um, I thought they, they, they played at a faster pace in that in that uh, game two, and they played what really well. <laughs> um, one other thing is just they got to limit the turnovers, man. The turnovers are absolutely killing it because – they come when when the Knicks are not playing well. It, it seems to really correlate to that for some reason. Like they're they're struggling to score, and the, and the Cavs have that chance to kind of go up, but they're like they just keep turning the ball over, and it's it's been Donnie as we as we said has been just absolutely terrible with the ball. Besides game two, um, Darius has made some dumb passes. Uh, Evan Mobley has been as making some bad passes and then J.A. has been kind of really bad at, at handling the ball. So they just need to, they just need to be more under control with the ball and then knowing what you want to do. How many times have they just don't know what they just don't look like they know what they're, what they're supposed to do. Like, it's crazy. They just don't look like they're running anything. And, and then that's where you get to the six, seven seconds in the clock and you're throwing it to, DG or Donovan and hoping the hoping they can make a play like you just gotta you gotta run things with purpose and um, we haven't seen that since game two and I don't know if that changes who who knows because they they haven't played with with kind of with any pace all year um, it's kind of been one of the obviously it's hard when you have two bigs but when the other team has two bigs too like. You should be able to run against them, and and they haven't done it. It's frustrating to see. Yeah, yeah, and it, you know we're Joe and I we're we're searching for you know all these tactical reasons of, of why the Cavs are struggling. You you look at the series total: Donovan Mitchell shooting forty three percent from the field, thirty percent from three. Darius is only shooting forty two percent from the field. Levert shooting forty two percent from the field, thirty one percent from three. Evan Mobley shooting 47% from the field. He shot 60-plus percent during the regular season. Chetty shooting 35% from the field, 25% from three. You know, the guys are just not making shots, and, and your key guys are not playing, um, you know, up to their ability. So, yeah, to me, it you know, there's a lot of tactical reasons too, and it's just like, guys, be better. Just be dudes. Go be dudes and be better. And that's the crazy thing. Like, Okoro gets the, gets the early hook when he's not shooting well. And then every other person on this team is struggling shooting. Like you got to treat everybody the same, man. Like at least a coral is doing it on the defensive end and he's driving. Like if he doesn't, if he misses a couple, he, he drove really well last yesterday or yeah, yesterday. Um, he did. Obviously yeah. he can, he can struggle uh, at the rim. Sometimes he, he gets blocked. Um, but he he's at least attempting it. Like some guys are just jacking it up, even though they can't make it. Like it's 
at least there's like diversity in a quarters game. And some of the guys are just keep continuing to shoot the same shot and they can't do it. So I, I just hope um, JB gives a core a longer leash next game and, and he starts and we'll see if that can help him. But I, I don't, I don't expect them. I really don't think JB will do that. I, he's made every wrong move and I, I just don't know if they're going to do that. You, yeah, do you think yeah, I'm, so? I'm but do tongue. you think he's gonna? Right. Man, I, I honestly don't know. And the problem is, I haven't known the last two games. I had no clue what he was gonna do the past exactly. two games. I, I would have hoped it would have been a coral, but I'm. I honestly can't say I have any clue what he's gonna do Wednesday. That's so true. <laughs> that is so true. Like you have no. Like I, I'm not going to be shocked that Rubio comes out in that first court, first half. Like it, it's just yeah. I just don't know what to expect from the guy. And um, and it's and it's tough. I'm sure Okoro's sitting there. Like, am I going to play seven minutes tonight, or am I going to play 38? I, you know, we'll see. And I know the playoffs. You you got to kind of battle, but the the volatility, the trying to search and find right now is just it's got to be tough on the players. I mean, it's, it's got to be, be. and it's it seems like he's taking it on on a Coro because his minutes have been just up and down, up and down. He didn't play, barely played in game two. Played, played, well, I think he got in the second quarter of game three and then played a good stretch and then disappeared. Like, it's just like there's no rhyme or reason for anything. Like, there was a rhyme or reason for game two because they played extremely well with the, Levert lineup, but now he's just throwing shit. He's just throwing shit against the ball and hoping it sticks. Like that's what he's basically doing. <laughs> yeah, and this isn't. I, I'm not trying to find like the perfect lineup. I just want some dudes out there that are gonna like try hard and bust their ass and and play like Josh Hart plays for you know the entire game. And like Okoro to me is that guy. Like he. He's a guy who, when he's out there, I know he's going to go a thousand miles an hour, and I don't have to worry about effort, energy, trying to scrap, get on the ground. Like they, they just need, they just need some ass kicking, and I think Okoro can give that. And I can't say the same for you know other guys that are getting run off the bench right now. So that, that's my thing. It's like I understand they're going to invite him to shoot. I, I just want someone who's going to be a little bit of an ass kicker, and so I would love to see some more Okoro right. minutes. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's like the Chetty minutes are bad, and I saw I saw Jay and Evan just let the ball go through their legs and didn't get on the ground. I'm like, we got to get some energy out there, and Coro is that guy. Like, you can blame him for a lot of things. He can't shoot sometimes, and he struggles with at the rim sometimes. But he is going to get on the on the ground, and he's going to get the ball and and fight for it. And you need that. That's what you need in this series right now. You need some physicality. You need some the, effort. Like game, yeah. That's what the playoffs. Game all three about. was effort. They played like shit, and they didn't yeah. look like they wanted to be there. Like, like <laughs> game three was just they. They didn't show up. They basically did, just did not show up. They didn't show any energy. They they look shell shocked after that first run and and then they just didn't put any effort to kind of get back in the game. It was, it was God awful. That game. <laughs> I'm glad there was say like, two games this, this weekend because that one was just forgettable, man. That was, a, that was bad. 
and we we've still got a long 48 hours until wednesday night till oh, we can kind of you know wash our mouths <laughs> i mean i hope they i hope this this is you know chip building time chip on the shoulder like you guys got your ass kicked yeah. two games in new york you're at the brink like what are you gonna do I, I mean game four was the answer game but what are you are you gonna lose in front of the home yeah. fans in game five you better go win this freaking game and, and force it back to new york exactly right? yeah and um i was wrong on on mass square garden that that, that place was rocking i i thought it would be a bunch yeah, of rich guys that that uh kind of didn't it, it would be more more the mystique rather than the atmosphere but that they were rocking and uh it got in their heads badly yep. like they yeah I mean, they, that that crowd was I, so in their heads it was it was bad you know when when you lose as much as the new york knicks i forgot how excited they'd be to exactly. actually have a shot at winning a playoff yeah. series it's been forever since they've won one so that, yeah I, I completely forgot how desperate you know when you go to the finals four years in a row you, you don't you know you don't get excited for a round one series as much, but no, I mean, they're kicking our ass. So good, good for them and yeah, good on them, yeah. I guess. I was but, impressed. Uh, well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty depressed. You've been podcasting for, for an hour and 45 <laughs> minutes. So that was really all I had. Joe, any, any parting thoughts, game five, you know, prediction, maybe, maybe let's close with that game five prediction. What do you think happens? I'm going to say the same thing I, I said for game three. I have no freaking idea. I have no idea. All I all I want is just have some respect for themselves. Don't get freaking run off the floor. If you get run off the floor, then I'm I'm really thinking about making big changes this off off season. JB will probably be gone. I would I would I would think about I would think about I don't know the the big four or something might have to change there, but like have some respect. Like you need to win game five. There's no no chance that they should be winning this series on your home floor. So have some respect, win this freaking game. I, I, but I, I can't, I can't predict what's going to happen. I have no idea what team's going to show up. Yep. Yeah. It's so valuable for us to get Intel on this team, the core four, the pieces around the core four right now, you, you gotta get as many games as possible. Uh, I'm frustrated by the lack of this team getting two playoff series more than likely, unless they can win three straight. I'm frustrated that the next series would be a potential Miami Heat team or a, a Bucks team that may not have Giannis. It's it's very frustrating circumstances right now. Uh, game five, I think I do think they figure out a way to get it done. Maybe the Knicks, um, you know, kind of take it easy, loaf. Um, you know, the Cavs can can smack them around, and then you know we'll go from there. I, I I'm not going to get invested. The one thing I told myself, I'm not getting invested until there's a game six win. Yeah. Game five win does nothing no. for me. Wake me yeah. up if, if they win game six in New York, and we're coming back to Cleveland. I'm sorry, I'm a little down. That's just how I no, how, uh, how I'm I am the same right way. <laughs> I you gotta you gotta show me, and and showing me with a win in game five is not going to show me. Like I will get. <laughs> I will get excited if they're leading at half of game six and like they're, they're playing well. Like I'll be like, okay, what, we're, we're showing something. But before then, you get you get nothing from me. This team has underperformed greatly. And um, it's really looking like that this team is just not ready for this moment. And that's disappointing, man. Um, I thought I thought they it were going to be was going to be uh, ready for the moment, and they just they look shell shocked. <laughs> they just they look not ready for this. They had 
they it, it just seemed like they had no idea what the playoffs entailed like because the the physicality is just taking them out of the game and uh we'll see if anything changes uh going into game five and six seven hopefully yep yeah we'll see we'll uh join out we'll wrap it up here tonight um we'll be sure to to kind of touch base uh after wednesday to see how things <laughs> go we'll see the Cavs can make it that far um we did a very good job restraining ourselves talking about any kind of front office player personnel changes. We, we, we swore we would hold that until after the yeah. season. So there's a lot to be said, but we didn't want to go too far tonight. Cavs still are in that. They still got a shot. They're down three, one. If they can figure out a way to force the pressure back on the New York to win game six, you never know what can happen with Donovan, Donovan and Darius. We'll see what happens. We'll be back. Thank you all for listening this evening. And Joe, enjoy your lozenge, your you know, salt while your gargle. You've been podding for two hours. So thank you yeah. for joining tonight, man. Thanks, I appreciate sir. it. All right. Go Cavs. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War. But half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio versus the World an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains, will discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.